Welcome to The Jet Vent with your host, Kane Mack. The Jets Everything Podcast. From game previews to game reviews and everything gang green. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and all your podcasts and providers. What's up? What's happening, guys? So it is week nine Monday night football at home against the New England Patriots. Uh, this is not your average New England Patriot team as they sit currently at two and five going into MetLife or JetLife. Such an intimidating place to play, especially these days with no people in it. Um, you know, it, it's just been a very interesting path for both teams, particularly with the Patriots, just because they don't have a certain quarterback and their record was really showing it. But uh, but before we get into any of that, let's go into some headlines heading into the game, shall we? Uh, Joe Douglas going on countless sources of media, including the Michael K Show, uh, backing Adam Gase and saying he's a part of the solution rather than the problem. Uh, you know, don't worry about Adam Gase being back as Jet head coach in 2021. Uh, there's no possible scenario that this guy is going to be back as Jets head coach. You you can take that to the bank. I mean, this guy, you look at every possible statistic, and he's one of the, if not the worst in it, in the NFL. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about any of this nonsense. He's a dead man walking right now. He's not even calling place. <laughs> he's not a motivator. He's not a good actual coach of putting up the X's and O's. Uh, you know, he's just he doesn't develop anybody. You know, this guy is done. This guy is done as Jets head coach. There's nothing, and I mean nothing, that he's doing right now. What is he doing? Suggesting play calling? Wow, that's amazing. And he's really firing up his players to go out and play for him. You know, people give you know Rex Ryan a lot of slack during his time, but man, Rex Ryan got the most out of those horrific teams that the Jets had post two thousand ten. Right? I mean, come on, come on. Adam Gase is not going to be coming back as head coach in twenty twenty one. There's just no, no way in hell that that's happening. Uh, other. Things that he was saying, uh, he was taking responsibility for the 0-8 record, uh, which he should. No weapons for Sam Darnold to speak of, and underestimating the lack of talent on defense. That is the second big thing that I really have a problem with this Joe Douglas-run football team right now. Defense has just been so bad after a year that they sort of, you know... They went above everybody's expectations and kind of fought above their weight class. They, they really survived on defense and had, a, I believe, a defense that finished in the top 10 in total defense last year. This year, it's gone off the rails. The Jets don't have any answers on defense. Any answers on defense whatsoever. They're terrible against the run. They're terrible against the pass. They are god-awful. God-awful on defense. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. <laughs> Except Quinn Williams. That's it. That's the only guy I want. <laughs> That's the only guy I want after this. You know, you're talking about, oh, uh, you brought in Ashton Davis. Wow, Ashton Davis. Whoa, 
Oh, geez, stop the presses. Ashton Davis, he gave up, uh, I mean, that first touchdown to Hartman to start the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, he basically ran away from him. He didn't even know he could tackle him on that play. Oh, my goodness. And then you have, you know, the, that huge touchdown to, to Tyreek Hill. And, oh, he was just horrific. He was horrific in his first career start. I hope he gets better. Listen, I hope he gets better. But, oh. What what and that what that that's that's the highest draft pick that he brought in in the third round. Oh, uh, but let's stay on track here. I can't rant forever on how bad Asher Davis played against the Chiefs just because he's a rookie and you know all that. I'm just hoping that he shows a little more against a less talented uh, aerial assault this week um, against the New England Patriots, a Cam Newton-led New England Patriots. Um, he also confirmed that Sam Donald is going to be a part of the future. I don't buy it at all either. Um, if you have the number one overall pick, you don't win a game this year, uh, you're getting replaced. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets in 2021, if not Justin Fields. I mean, that's just the way it's going to go. There's no way if Sam doesn't, if Sam doesn't, Defeat the New England Patriots twice and somehow find a way to win. Maybe get a third game and Jacksonville tanks it and then Jacksonville is the number one pick. That There's just no way he's a starting quarterback in, in 2021. It's sad, but it, it just is what it is at this point. Um, it's just it, it's just sad. I had so much hope for this guy when the Jets drafted him. Um, and he's just not been... Up to snuff, and not that the franchise has helped him out at all either. I mean, it, wor- it works both ways. Never played a full season, always getting hurt or getting mono, <laughs> or you know, just having just nothing to throw the ball to and making terrible decisions with the football. And oh, it's just it's just sad, man. It just it really is. Uh, moving on to some other sad news. Joe Beningo, star of Joe and Evan on the fan, um, you know, retired at his final show on Friday, and uh, it was really, it was really sad, man. I love Joe Beningo, an absolute legend of the broadcasting world, a fan turned pro, bro. The dude is an absolute professional. He's an absolute, just ah. Uh, just a legend, a legend on the fan. And he goes from, you know, being a fan calling in on Mike and the Mad Dog to having, you know, such such a great run on the fan for about 25 years. So congratulations to him on a good retirement. And as he's been saying all week, I don't know if anybody's heard, but he's saying that, of course, the first year on the fan is when the Jets had coat tight. And now the last year they're 0-8 <laughs> with Adam Gase as their head coach. So... Unbelievable run for Joe B. And, uh, you know, hope all is well with him. Hope all, uh, you know, he has a good uh, good retirement over there. Sure that he's, you know, going to have so much successes with the Jets, hopefully, in the future. When we get this head coach right. Hopefully in retirement. Um, yeah, and the other big news um, for the Jets, their play-calling duties will be... For Dar- uh, for Loggins, their offensive coordinator will call plays again this week. 
don't know why I stumped on that on that first name. Darrell Loggins. I was about to say Daryl. That's why. Oh, I was about to say Daryl Loggins. It's Dowell Loggins. So he's going to call plays for the third straight game. Can the Jets do something in the second half with with this newfound play caller? This guy that's supposed to be, uh, you know, the apparently pretty good at calling plays, or else they wouldn't have given him the job to do so, right? Uh, let's hear all the drives that he's had in the second half as the Jets play caller, shall we? Against the Buffalo Bills, they had a fir- one. The first play of the, <laughs> the first play of the second half was a 13-yard rush by Frank Gore, and then they proceeded to punt. Uh, so they went one and done on that. So they, they netted 12 yards. Three and out, getting three yards. Three and out, minus one yard. Three and INT. And that ended the game against the Buffalo Bills. Against the Kansas City Chiefs, who put up a ton of points and didn't drain as much clock. The Jets held the ball for so much longer and somehow may have played worse. <laughs> somehow. Let's see the second half statistics. Three plays, four yards, punt. Three plays, seven yards punt. Three plays, nine yards punt. Four plays, 17 yards. <gasps> and then it was fumbled away by Chris Herndon. Oh, my God. Oh. Three plays, five yards punt. Three plays, six yards punt. Three plays, 15 yards. And the time expired on the New York Jets. Just unbelievable. Oh, whoa. They're getting hot on the offensive end. Of course, they haven't scored any points, of course, in the second half under Loggins. Can we see something, like get some sort of adjustment? Can we not call two bubble screens to Braxton Barrios? We're in the red zone. That was in the first half against Kansas City, if anybody's wondering. But still, that bothered me to no end. And can we get Denzel Mims the freaking football? How about that? (laughs) How about that? If we can get the ball to this... Rookie wide receiver that's showing a little bit, a glimmer of hope for next season. Please, get this guy the football. I mean, come on. In the, he did all his damage in the first quarter against Buffalo. Does all his damage in the first half against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you guys got to be kidding me. How is he? How does he only have two catches and 42 yards on three targets? Horrendous. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. (laughs) I can't believe that. That they only targeted this guy who makes an unbelievable catch three times in the whole game. He's the only receiver they have. But then they target Braxton Berrios for, let's see, let's see, let's see here. They targeted Berrios 11 times and Jeff Smith 8 times. Neither of which really did that much damage. Praxis had eight catches. That's great, for, but for only 34 yards. And then you have Jeff Smith with eight, and he had only three catches for 29 yards. Get Denzel Mims the football. Or is that going against the tank? <laughs> is that going against the tank? I guess that, that that's what's happening. They can't get this freaking guy the ball at all. It's just, yeah, it just bothers me. Just get these guys who, who need it. Need to get the ball. So they can go about the Michael P. run. Get him the ball. There's no way. No way that Frank Gore should be getting the ball. Just as much or more than him. There's just no way. 
This can't happen. I get it. Piran's on the field. More than him. He had 25 snaps last week against Kansas City to Gore's 22. But Gore still had more carries than him, 10 to 8. And the touches, I guess, were equal because Piran made two catches for six yards. It can't happen. You cannot let this happen anymore. This guy needs to get the football. He is the <laughs> the last touchdown the Jets have. Is from a Michael P. Ryan on a toss play where he looked pretty good. Tiptoeing on the sideline and getting in the end zone. Can you please just get this guy the ball? And he's a guy that you would want to get the ball, right? First year guy. You have freaking Frank Gore that's in his, what, his 28th season in the NFL? 37 years old? I mean, come on. Get this guy the ball, man. Oh. I mean, jeez. That's disgusting. So, Dowell Loggins, get the ball to Denzel Mims, and please just let P. Ryan be the workhorse running back. Please. Get some Ty Johnson in there. I don't care. But just get this guy the ball. That's all I want. That's what I want to see. That's all I want to see. Just get, get these younger guys the football. We, we, the Jets cannot run their offense through Frank Gore and Braxton Berrios anymore. It needs to go through Denzel Mims and LaMichael P. Ryan. Uh, I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. Please, just, just do it. <laughs> come on now. Um, the other headline I have here in front of me, uh, is Bill the source of the dynasty or was it the cornerstone quarterback? Uh, the greatest coach of all time and the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, they sort of go hand in hand, but Bill is missing Tom Brady a lot. I mean, you talk about a team that had very similar type of uh, players last season and Tom Brady having a win streak in the beginning and their only losses in the regular season was against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, in Houston against the Texans, Kansas City at home, and then, of course, they lost Week 17 at home against the Miami Dolphins, which cost them the bye week. Um, But it was the only losses of the season for for the Patriots. Patriots went 12-4 with very minimal talent around them. I mean, that's, that's really unbelievable. Tom Brady had 4,000-plus yards, 24 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. That's pretty unbelievable stuff here. You have a guy completing 60% of his passes. Granted, he was throwing it a lot to the running back, but take what the defense gives you. They played pretty nice defense, and they won. They won a lot. No Gronk, Edelman on and off with injuries, and they still win football games. That's That That was the Patriots in 2019. This year with a much tougher schedule, and I mean, oh, look, look at that. I mean, look who they have a quarterback. Cam Newton has been just dreadful under center for the New England Patriots. 66% completion percentage. That's pretty good. 1,143 yards in eight games. It's not so great. Two touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's rushed for close to 300 yards, six touchdowns, and lost a big fumble 
against the Buffalo Bills, which cost them that. So, yuck. That's just yuck. That's just yuck. And for comparison with Tom Brady, (laughs) I just wanted to put this out there. Uh, Tom Brady in eight games this year, 66% completion percentage, 2,189 yards, 20 touchdowns, four interceptions, and two rushing touchdowns. This guy is a beast. A beast. He's the GOAT. And Bill Belichick is missing the GOAT right now. You know, it's really unbelievable. I mean, you look at the combination of both teams. Let's let's see this. Combination of Newton, Hoyer, Sidham, and I'll throw in Julian, Julian Edelman. Why not? I'll throw him in there. Uh, they complete a high percentage of their passes. Uh, you know, one thirty-one, two hundred five. That's pretty good. That's 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 not that's just over sixty percent. Not not bad. Not bad at all. But then you got. Then you have what one thousand four hundred thirty-five yards, three touchdowns, and eleven picks. That's just dreadful. I mean, dreadful. The Jets with Darnold and Flacco, around 57%, not great, completion percentage. 1,142 yards, four touchdowns, and seven picks. So, through the air, (laughs) the Jets actually have a statistical advantage, and it's at the quarterback position, of all things. Look at that. Oh, my. They throw more touchdowns and less interceptions. That's what you want. Really unbelievable stuff, you know? The Jets having a slight advantage. Unbelievable. I mean, just phenomenal. This guy, I mean, these two guys, you know, are are leading the way for the Jets. Really are, you know? I I just, I, I, I almost have to pinch myself. The Jets having an advantage in a statistical category in anything against the Patriots? Like, how is that possible? Like, how is that possible? I mean, and and you think of this game. It's the battle, really, of who might have a passing touchdown. Because you look at Cam Newton and Sam Darnold, and I know this is through you know, Newton getting sick and Darnold getting the shoulder hurt, but the last time the Jets had a passing touchdown uh, with Sam Darnold at quarterback was week three uh, at Indianapolis in the first quarter, a Braxton Berrios 16-yard touchdown. They didn't have any against Denver. That's what kind of screwed them up a little bit. No offensive touchdowns past the, the Darnold, you know, rushing touchdown at the beginning of the game. None against Buffalo and none against Kansas City. No passing touchdown. Cam Newton, week three against the Vegas Raiders. Second quarter from Newton to Rex Burkhead on an 11-yard touchdown, which happened in the second quarter of that game. That's that's a long time. We're in we're in week nine now. <laughs> that was six weeks ago. You can you can recover from a broken arm quicker than this. I mean, come on, <laughs> in six weeks, this is ridiculous. I mean, unbelievable. Maybe not recover from a broken arm, but you know what I'm saying. You can you can rehab a, a sprained ankle quicker than this. How about that? That that's a better comparison, I think. <laughs> it really is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> and just the last overall. Touchdowns, I got to include that here. Uh, Jameson Crowder's touchdown reception from Joe Flacco. 
against the Arizona Cardinals. Which week number was that? I'm looking through my notes here. Let's see. Oh, that was week five against Arizona. Week five. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, Jarrett Stidham was the last time the Patriots had one in week four. Jarrett Stidham to Nikhil Harry on a four-yard touchdown reception. That's that's bad. This is this is literally the battle, the battle of who can throw a touchdown pass. This is I've I've a really bad feeling that this game is going to be like the most boring game ever, and it's not going to be just the normal shellacking of the Jets where you expect it to be. I have this really bad feeling this is going to be like a defensive, like grungy type game, you know, in the trenches. And there's a place in the game for that. I mean, look at when the Jets were really successful under Rex Ryan. That was that type of brand of football. Run it down your throat and play good defense. Like, that's that's what was good about those teams, you know? And I don't know, just, just with this type of situation on a Monday night, you know, you have the 0-8 Jets against the 2-5 and Patriots. I don't think anybody's going to tune into that, expect, you know, and want to see... Three and out punt, three and out punt, four plays, 17 yards, fumble, punt, 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 end of game. You know, uh, it's going to be a tough watch if that happens. But we'll see. I mean, can I just need the Jets to do something for me. Just do something. Just just look kind of entertaining, you know. Either be, you know, somewhat decent, at least pick apart some things I want to see for next year, or just be god-awful, honestly. You know, I don't want to see no mediocre stuff. Just just rip the band-aid off for me. You know, either show that like Adam Gase can have some sort of a game plan. Or if anybody really wants to play for him or any sort of fire under their uh, under their jersey, you know, is there anything? Like does anybody have a soul on this team? Can the Jets just look okay? Like just look decent. I I don't know. Because, you know, I'm looking at the gambling aspect of it. Uh, the Jets are a touchdown underdog. Uh, currently, it's minus 7.5. Uh, New England does have a really bad record. However, they were in the game against the Buffalo Bills. And a day that the Bills actually played a lot better than they did against the Jets. In uh, a day where... You know, they had no semblance of any sort of passing attack, and they still had an opportunity to win the game. So I, I expect Newton to play a little better against the Jets, as anybody should. Anybody should play better against the Jets, honestly. If you have any sort of semblance of skill left in those uh, left in those bones there, he should have a really much better game. Um, what I'm looking for on the Jets' defensive side of the ball, of course, is Ashton Davis. Of course, is you know, Quinn and Williams. I'm looking for people to step up. I want to see people that are here in, uh, in next season. Bless on Austin. Can we get a good game out of him? You know, could could anybody do anything? <laughs> Can the Jets stop the run? Neville Hewitt. And he have a decent game. Can can you know? It's a lot of like. Me just grasping at straws here. 
I want to see something out of this defense, but is there really something there? Like, I don't know. (laughs) The only thing that's certain right now is Quentin Williams is going to be back (laughs) 100%. And And he's been awesome this year. Finally looks like, you know, the guy that we drafted. Twenty, But he's 22 years old, and he's growing into his body still. And he's playing great. So that's a positive. And, you know, I'm just, I hope he continues to develop and the Jets can build around him on that defensive line and not be like the countless others that the Jets have tried, tried to build around. I'm talking about like Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, and a whole bunch of others, uh, Snacks. Well, mostly Wilkerson and Richardson, those two young guys that, that, you know, were homegrown Jets, you know. And they just never could really build around those guys, ever. And it, it just, I hope that there's a better fate out there for Quinnen. And that, of course, runs through the quarterback of um, probably Trevor Lawrence in 2021. As we go forward, Further, and we're crunching more numbers here. Um, you know, I, I'm also hopeful that Sam could do something. Sam entering this game under 60% completion percentage, only 1,045 yards, three touchdowns, three picks, and of course, that really long rushing touchdown against the Denver Broncos. I, I'm I, this guy needs to do something. Show me something, Sam Donald, please. I want to root for you. I'm a big Sam Donald guy. They're wearing the black jerseys, the stealth black. I have a stealth black Sam Donald jersey. It's probably going to end up in the trash can next year. Don't worry. I never throw out any jerseys. I still have my Jamal Adams jersey. But it's, it's, it, I want to wear it and for it to mean something. You know what I mean? I need that. I need that. <laughs> Please. It's a nice-looking jersey. I want to keep it. You know, I'm hoping. Oh. Just hoping, man. I'm just really hoping. <laughs> you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, Sam doesn't see the ghosts or whatever, and Bill doesn't have, like, this huge concoction of a plan, and I hope they just try to tank it up, but I know that Bill's favorite thing to do is screw up the Jets' plan, so maybe he doesn't have the greatest game plan in the world, and Sam looks good and the Jets win, and then, you know, they go into Foxborough, in week 17, the Patriots still have two wins. The Jets have only one from winning this game. And then Bill will just lay down and die in that game. So then they'll get Trevor Lawrence, and the Jets will still be awful. For years and years to come. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I think, I think the Patriots are going to roll here. Their favorite thing to do is always to stick it to the Jets, and especially on Monday Night Football, like I just see, I just see the Patriots rolling. But also, that's me, just been tortured for over twenty years, or close to twenty years, with mostly Tom Brady, and they don't have Tom Brady. This is the first Jet Patriot game that's not. Oh man. We got to find a way to contain this guy throwing the ball. It's the first time. So I'm not 
believing in my own feelings, I guess. Because I've been tortured for so long, I almost expect the Patriots just to blow them out because they're the Patriots. You know, it used to be when the Yankees were winning all those World Series, like, oh, of course the Yankees are going to win. They're the Yankees. This is the same way I feel. Oh, this is the Patriots. They're going to kill us. But I... Line is seven and a half. My prediction, the Jets will cover. (laughs) All right, I'm going against my actual feelings. The Jets will cover the seven and a half and still lose. (laughs) Sam will look halfway decent and we'll we'll reconnect when they're 0-9, you know. We're going to have our next show open it up, Jets lose. That's what's going to happen. You know, that's that's just the way it's going to be. There's no, there's no way they're going to beat the Patriots. But I think they'll keep it close enough that the Patriots will win by like a field goal or four points or something like that. And um, yeah, that, that involves like a hot start also. Because the Jets in the second half, like I said, well, these past two games with Loggins as the play caller have been just dreadful. Just dreadful. And hopefully... Cam Newton doesn't have a performance like Patrick Mahomes did. Where Mahomes was 31 of 42, 416, five touchdowns. Zero time sacked. You know, hopefully Nikhil Harry doesn't have eight catches for 109 yards and a touchdown like Travis Kelsey had. Or more realistically, like Tyreek had four catches, 98, and two touchdowns. Nikhil Harry is obviously a wide receiver. And obviously Travis Kelsey's a tight end. I didn't mix them up. But I'm just saying, hopefully I don't have a big performance like that. When Cam Newton can't throw the ball. That's going to be the real interesting part. Can Cam Newton throw the football? Or is he going to be, like, really trying? Like, I'm watching Cam Newton play, and it's almost like he's trying way too hard to throw the ball. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, putting his whole body into every throw that he makes. It's like those that old school pitcher that gives everything they have every single time. It just looks hard to throw the ball. Like, it shouldn't look that difficult. When I watch, like, Patrick Mahomes, it's effortless. Aaron Rodgers, effortless. Throwing the ball down the field, flick of the wrist. This guy is throwing his whole right side of his body into it. And I just... I just think with all the injuries that he's had have really caught up to him and this might be the last season uh, that Cam Newton will be the primary starter. Not that he's ever not going to start a game past this year. I just don't think a team can really look at Cam Newton anymore and say, you know what? We need a stopgap quarterback. Like we have a, Like, we have a good team. We just need Cam Newton to come in for a year or two. Before we bring in the next guy. Like, I don't think a team's going to look at it that way. And certainly nobody sees him as a franchise quarterback. And people are really starting to see why he was never really given a shot. To really be a, a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it took him forever to get signed. And I guess this is the reason why. He can't throw the ball. The injuries have really derailed him. 
And it's sad to see. But he's going to have a career against a career game against the Jets. So you know, that's just the way things operate these days. So, yeah. With that being said, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Special Tuesday edition of the Jet Vent with Kane Mack. As the Jets play on Monday Night Football. And I'll give you full analysis, breakdowns, MVPs, Jets MVP. I had to create an own MVP category because I know the Jets ain't winning the game this year. But, JMVP, MVP, which by the way, last week, uh, Patrick Mahomes was the obvious game MVP. I, I listed the stats already. And the Jet MVP was Sergio Castillo going 3 of 4 with the one getting blocked. Um, and it wasn't his fault. So... Yeah, and with everything that was going on this week, I didn't have a review show, so yeah. So I listed out some stats there, gave you the game MVP, J MVP now, and for the remainder of the season, there will be all reviews through every game uh, that the Jets play. So look forward to that. Look forward to speaking to you guys again. Uh, Let's go Jets. Hopefully they look decent. (laughs) Hopefully. See you guys Monday, guys. Peace.